Hey there, it's Meg, one of the hosts of the Wild Women in Christ podcast. Join Lizzie, Jordan, and I each episode as we do everyday life and keep Christ as our center. Hello, this is Lizzie, and you are listening to the Wild Women in Christ podcast. And today, um, you're joining Megan and Jordan and I as we talk about Leah and Rachel, continuing our Women in the Bible um, I'm going to start off. So this is in this whole story of Leah and Rachel's in Genesis 29, Genesis 29 and Jacob, son of Isaac, who stole his brother's birthright. He's just kind of yeah. like a jerk the whole, his whole life. So, you know, I really don't feel bad for him after the story. <laughs> but anyways, my first point um, about Jacob was, um, let's see, their father's name was. Isaac. Uh, Isaac. No, 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 not the, oh, the girl's Laban. father's Oh, yeah, Laban. Laban. So he fell in love with Laban's daughter, Rachel, and he made an agreement to Laban to work for him for seven years to earn Rachel as his wife. Um, but uh, Jacob got a little taste of his own medicine. A and, surprise. And ended up marrying Leah. And so... When that happened, Jacob was like, well, I still want Rachel. So he worked another seven years to earn Rachel as his wife. So, I mean, this man worked and waited for 14 years Mm -hmm. for this woman. And, I mean, that is quite some love because I don't don't know if Kyle would do that for me. But uh, (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But what this made me think of was um, of like God chasing us, like think about how long he chases us just because he loves us. So I wanted to relate like that, even though I don't really like Jacob. Um, (laughs) uh, That's just kind of like something that I thought of. Um, Yeah. He always chases after us. He waits for us. No matter way more than 14 years, he waited for me to come to him. So um, God loves With us. all the bad decisions we make. Yeah. Um, so to go on to talk about um, how much Jacob sucks. Um, <laughs> uh, he tricked his father and his brother into giving um, him the firstborn rights and blessing. Um, and then, like I said, he gets a taste of his own medicine when he gets tricked into marrying Leah. Which she had, uh, what was it? Weak eyes? Yeah, that's what it says in the Bible. Weak eyes. 100%. Dull eyes. She didn't have that sparkle that Rachel had. Um, so the reason why, the reason why I don't really like Jacob is because he really only does like the bare minimum to take care of Leah and, um, kind of treats her like a chore just pretty much. So he doesn't get upset his father-in-law and, um, because of this mistreatment and Rachel's passive aggression, God caused it so that Rachel couldn't conceive and made Leah the fertile one. Do you have any notes about Jacob? Not Jacob, but well, so I was talk I was gonna talk about um so when they first got married, the Lord saw that she was unloved, so then that was when she had Reuben. And then in that span she had Reuben, then she had Simon, Levi, Judah, and then that was when Rachel got a little PO'd. Mm-hmm, jealous. And so then that was when she gave her servant. And then Leah then gets desperate, yeah. gives Jacob her servant as well. And I think it's ironic that, not ironic, but I think it's funny when um, Leah's servant has a baby and then she gets to name it. So it's like, hey, this is a, I don't know. So then the servant has, oh, three, two kids. For Leah. For Leah. 
Yeah. And that was when um, Leah and Ruben finds Mandrix in the field. What does Rachel do? Um, so, yeah, she pretty much... She comes up and asks Leah for the Mandrix. And the history behind Mandrix is apparently they're supposed to ca- like help with fertility. Mm-hmm. And um, Leah says something like you've taken my husband and now you want to take my son's mandrix too. Like, <laughs> and so obviously like Rachel's getting desperate at this point, but, um, going my notes, I have Rachel saw that Leah was easily giving Jacob sons. She became jealous of Leah probably for the first time in her life because Rachel had always been the prettier and more mm-hmm. favored one. Um, and so she was fighting with Jacob telling him that it's his fault that she can't get pregnant. Mm-hmm. And Jacob was like, I'm not God. And clearly it's not my fault because I've already produced children with Leah. And, you know, um, so instead Rachel takes these matters into like her own hands instead of like taking them to God. And, um, she made Jacob produce children through her servant. Um, think about how well that went with, uh, Sarah and Abraham (laughs) taking it back a little bit farther. That didn't go very well when Sarah tried to got impatient and Mm -hmm. took matters into her own hands. Um, and then only after Rachel's servant gives her a child, does she praise the Lord for getting what she wanted? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where yeah. she didn't consult God this whole time until she finally got her way, yeah. you know, in sorts. Um, and then Rachel talks about like, she, she gets three children through her servant and she talks about how she's one against Leah. So it's not about building a family. It's no. about competing with her sister. Who's oh, already been, you know, treated miserably. Um, and then the story of the Mandrix comes in and she, she'd whatever, they used to trade the Mandrix and then Leah gets to, she pretty much, they treat Jacob like property at this yeah. point. She's like, all right, buddy, it's my turn with you. And then Leah gets pregnant some more, has a couple more babies. And then finally God's like, you know, eventually let's Rachel conceive and Rachel kind of acknowledges that God has removed her disgrace. Mm-hmm. You can take over now. <laughs> well, just something that I had when I was doing research on Leah, um, you know, Judah, one of her sons is actually, that's where Jesus comes from that lineage. And so she was so unloved and I mean, probably unattractive compared to Rachel that I mean God saw that and then just like when God sees our pains and struggles and he still blesses us um but it still wasn't well Leah Leah ended up having six kids yeah and then like after so many of like the first three, she's like, now my husband will love me. Now my mm-hmm. husband will love me. And then she has the fourth and she's like, and now I give thanks to God. Like she feels a little more whole. Yeah. And then once Rachel starts, you know, prying at her and the, they, you know, they just keep quarreling pretty mm-hmm. much throughout their whole life slash marriage slash child rearing. And once, you know, Rachel is starting to gain more favor. That's when Leah, you know, kind of sneaks swoops back in with the Mandarin or what Mandrix, <laughs> the Mandrix switch, you know, and then she has a couple more babies and then, you know, mm-hmm. it's just constant, um, strife between the two girls. Yeah. Of competition over a man, which I honestly feel the most sad for Leah because that, what a miserable life to have yeah. to be, you know, forced into a marriage to a man who didn't want her at yeah. all. 
You know what I mean? Who was willing to wait another seven years to get her sister. Yeah. Like, I can't imagine being in her shoes. No. I can imagine sitting there and yeah, just being like keeping quiet. Yeah. yeah. He still wants her. I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> Megan, do you have a thought? Any thoughts? Yeah. I mean, just, just like, like, I think you can still praise God in those times that you don't want to be in as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my footnotes in my Bible sort of talk about how the strife between Leah and Rachel and Jacob and the maidservants, you can see it in the boys and their strife with each other. Like, they wanted to get rid of Joseph. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. sold him. Like, none of them got along. And so... I feel like that's it. I mean, it just talks about how when you fail to live in peace with important peoples in your lives, you leave behind a tragic story is what verbatim mm-hmm. the note says. And it just goes on to like, talks about God's God's love and loving people that way, even if they don't deserve it sometimes. <laughs> or so you would think, but I mean, people, everyone deserves God's love, even if you can't see why, you know, because I have that sometimes. I like my crime podcast shows. <laughs> and I'm like, how? How do you love someone like that who chooses to do those things? But anyway. I have a footnote that talks about, um, so each of the three, I'm just going to read it. Each of the three great patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, had wives who were difficultly conceiving children. But it's the way that each one reacted to his wife's predicament, where Abraham did the same thing as Jacob. And... Um, well, you talked about it with yeah. um, Sarah and his maidservant, her maidservant. And by doing that, you know, he introduced bitterness and jealousy into his family. Whereas Isaac with Rebecca um, prayed to God when his wife was barren. And then God eventually answered his prayers. And then that's when Jacob and Esau were born. And then, you know, Jacob did the same thing as a grandfather. Mm-hmm. You know, leading his family to a sad and Kind of some well, yeah. better consequences another, with that. That's another thing too. Is it's not like Jacob couldn't have said no to these yeah. these you know servant wives. And I part of my research has showed like is Jacob a victim of like sexual abuse in this story? You know, like these like like I said, Leah trading him for Mandrix. You know what I mean? Like she's like, all right, it's your turn with me. No offense or butts is pretty much how she says it. Like she doesn't even talk to him like a human anymore. She's like, you're part of a deal, buddy. You know what I mean? And, but at the same time, bent on like one up in each other points. The children are points. They're not family. I feel bad for those kids. Your um, footnote on the Abraham, Isaac and Jacob reminds me of generational curses. Yeah. Generational. Mm -hmm. Wow. You, I didn't, I never see that before, but you could sort of relate it to that. How I, I never saw it, how it just sort of went from generation to generation. And you really, to stop those generational curses that are in your families, takes a lot yeah mm-hmm. and do we see it stop i feel like we see maybe see it sort of stop with joseph when he invites them all in yeah he's he in saves egypt because he could have killed every one of those brothers yeah but he By invited them all there and then oh, it's just yeah. the craziness mm-hmm. of god's plan then because i have another footnote too um when it talks about because you don't care for jake Jacob was. <laughs> it talks about. Um, and actually, let me just turn to it real fast. Because it talks about using. Um, 
how God uses people despite their own personality problems. <laughs> and I'm like, oh yeah. Um, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob are among the most significant people in the Old Testament. It is important to realize that this significance is not based upon their personal characteristics, but on the character of God. Mm-hmm. And it's just another reminder that God doesn't use the perfect person. Yeah. yeah. He uses the ones that are who we would deem not worthy. Yep. Or why do they deserve that blessing? Or why would he use them? And it's a good old check yourself before you wreck well, yourself. Well, and that's another thing, too, is I thank God, that, you know, based off of the story of you know, Jacob's life, like how he felt the need to steal these birthrights when his life was already pretty dang convenient. You know what I mean? Like um, his brother, his brother's name was Esau, right? Yeah. He had to go, he went out in the wilderness, was covered in hair and all this weird. So he's just kind of a freak of nature. And Jacob got to sit there and while well, his mom made him soup and stuff and didn't have to really do much for himself. And he still felt the need to steal that from his brother. It's like, yeah, I don't know, buddy. You kind of <laughs> brought this off on yourself from the very beginning. Like that kind of stuff doesn't go unnoticed by God. Right. right. But God's grace. Mm-hmm. Using people for his work. Well, no and matter. that's another thing, too, is I'm really glad that I don't have to be the example that others laugh at for years to come. <laughs> oh, you didn't know we were writing a book about you? Yeah, it's going to be published don't. later. Please don't. Lizzie's legacy. Okay. <laughs> the life of Lizzie. <laughs> but that's, that's another, I mean, that's, that's a, a good, good point, because with the Bible, you can sometimes pass each judgments on oh, people. Yeah. Because we have their story. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like, what would it be like if our life was written down? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, oh, that girl. Hey, that girl's got something screw loose. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I just personally think it's a good... I like how the footnote called it out here. I guess it's not a footnote. It's a study Bible, so it just calls out um, Jacob. And it lists, like, their strengths and weaknesses and, like, life lessons and stuff. And I just like how it calls out, like, it's not, the focus is not to be on his failures and weaknesses, but mm-hmm. on how the character of God and how he uses him to accomplish his will. Well, yeah. And I think that's another little, like, slightly frustrating point about, like, this whole bickering between Leah and Rachel, where it's like, Rachel is, like, really the only one who acknowledges God. Like, before and after whatever her wishes are granted, I think her prayers are granted. It sort of seems like where Rachel's just kind of greedy. <laughs> she just wants what she wants. You're talking Leah. Leah is the one. Yes. Yes. Sorry. Okay. I mixed up the name. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, you can just see in Rachel's story that she, she just wants to I win. sort of find her as maybe insecure a little bit. And yeah. well, I mean, you can, you, we all know from experience when you know someone or whatever and their focus isn't on Christ or they don't know anything about it, the types of things that they deal with versus when you are a Christ follower and are in learning how God loves you, you don't maybe deal with some of those things. Like, right, you're not bothered by the same thing. Yeah. I would like to think 
A God-fearing woman wouldn't be looking herself in the mirror and saying, man, you are ugly. Man, you are unlovable. Man, you are all of these things when you know that it's the total opposite. And I don't know. I don't know if we know if, like, Rachel's heart on, like, being saved. I don't know how. Yeah. We we can't really measure that very well from the story. Right. But as you can see through her actions... How like her and Leah just go back and forth. Like it's just she... a competition to be the best one yeah. to Rachel. Like, don't you have other things to do? <laughs> Not back then, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> one of my footnotes talks about kind of what we had talked about, where Jacob could have refused. You know the uh, the, the servants, servants, at least. Yeah. But I think that's important today. That or okay, the footnote talks about Jacob would have been wise to refuse, even though it was accepted social custom of the day. Where, you know, nowadays, just because something is socially acceptable doesn't mean that we should be doing it, you know? What? That's a good one. <laughs> it's so true. Yeah. Not be conformed to this world. No, we're not to be. Um, another um, a life lesson from Rachel that my little study Bible has. It says, love is accepted, it's not earned. I think that's a good thing, mm-hmm. too. It's a good thing to remember. <laughs> What else you got, girls? No, I just still feel bad for Leah. So do I. Can't imagine her eyes were that weak that she deserved to live that life. Yeah. Do you think her weak eyes mean? I should have looked this up. Like, was she like going blind or? That's what I was gathering. I I don't know. One random thing on a YouTube video say that her eyes were like red and puffy from crying. Really? Really? I don't know. Because no one wanted her. I don't know. Or maybe she thought she was going to have to marry the other brother, Jacob's brother, or something like that. But I just, I've never, ever heard that before. Interesting. Yeah. I guess I don't know. But I mean, like. Maybe they're cross-eyed. As the same with Rachel. Like, how their future played out. Like, they gave birth to the Israelites. Like, Mm -hmm. their sons are the 12 tribes. Theirs and the maidservant's sons are the 12 tribes of Israel. And they're just like the beginning to this crazy story of how God it works and shows all these miracles and well, things through. And we were talking about like generational sin and trauma. And we're t- we know Jacob's generational trauma and sin and stuff like that. But we don't know the servant's family history. We don't hardly know Leah and Rachel's family history. Other right. than the fact that they're what? Second cousins? Seventh cousins? They're second. Second cousins. Yes. <laughs> if we figure First right. cousins. Because Laban and Rebecca yeah. were siblings. They were siblings. But anyways, <laughs> I'm just saying like you, you mix that all in a pot and it kind of turns to mush. <laughs> yeah, it sort of makes sense if you go on the theory and assumption of these generational curses. Why the Israelites were so stinking stiff-necked and stubborn. Like, hello. Yeah. Little turds. (laughs) Well, I think about how much bickering their mothers and servants probably did in front of them, too. And, you know, the... Like, children can absorb, you know, those kinds of strife and type energies or whatever in a family household. Like, no wonder they grew up to sell their brother into slavery like yeah i mean it was really not a shocker they were probably used to ever like you know getting to treat whoever however you wanted to because you felt like it right 
Right. Is their it- father showed them that example. Their mothers showed them that example. Like you can treat servants as warm bodies. You know what I mean? Like that's just not cool. Be the change you want to be. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so Rachel only got two lucky. kids. Yes. And she died. died. So the second one. To Benjamin. Yes. Yeah. That's what I was reading. Yeah. So what you guys were talking about. just like Joseph with that though, right? Joseph was. They uh, travel and then they. Yeah. She gives. She ends up dying and giving birth to her second. Birth so. on, on the way to yeah, wherever. on the way to. Um, yep. Nope, she just had Joseph and Benjamin. And then Leah had one, two, three, four, five. I think six. Leah had six of her own. Six. And then, and then they this, both had the maidservants each had two. Had two. Yep. And then um, Rachel had two. Yep. That adds up to 12. We should <laughs> add Dinah to our um, talk, who was their only daughter that's mentioned. Oh, yeah, Dinah. Because I guess that um, was Leah's last born, right? That was. Um, I no. Yes. I don't know if it was her last born, but she is a daughter. Oh, that's just where they talk about. Yeah. Um, but it, it talks about what we've been talking about is they sort of wonder how Diana grew up watching her these women mm-hmm. be jealous and bitter with each other and how that impacted her. Interesting. We just opened up a box of generational curses. Mm-hmm. I like it. <laughs> But that's also biblical, too, where... Oh, I wish I could remember. Maybe you guys know. It talks about the sins of your fathers going through generation and generation and generation. Well, there's that... Through, like, how many generations? Like, hundreds of generations? I can't... Mm -hmm. Well, I know at least in, like, the first couple chapters of the book, Guy often talks about how, like, certain such and such will curse whatever, will cause whatever kind of something to... Four generations from now, or whatever. Yes, okay. To the fourth, fifth, yes, okay. That's what it is. Like, that's me- that's not, like, a one-time thing. Like, that's mentioned a couple times, at least. Yes, yes. Like, at least in, like, Leviticus and Exodus. Because that's what I've been studying the past couple months. Ooh, we should totally talk about Dinah. We're going to add it to the list. Okay. Okay. <laughs> She's an interesting story. Mm-hmm. What else you guys got with Rachel only? That's, that's what I got. And that's what I got. Yep. Um, Marry one wife. That is true. You should <laughs> Children are not Please. points. One at a time. <laughs> one at a time. One, one at a time. time. <laughs> one, one should be enough. One wife at a time. Children are not points. People, peaceful with people, loving them mm-hmm. as God loves them. Probably good takeaways. God will love you more than your husband, no matter how much how awesome or sucky he is. It's true. I mean, that's the pads. God, husband. I think so many family. women think that they'll be like, oh, if I just get a husband, I'll be. If I can just have Whatever. a husband and have a baby, then my life will be pretty yes. oh, perfect. Yes. It's like, no way. No. It's like you won't no, find out. Yeah, you won't find You're going to live a long life of misery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a good tie into like, be patient. Be patient yeah. for who God's going to bring you. Because mm-hmm. look, Jacob, 
14 years. Yeah. <laughs> Are you willing to wait 14 years? Are you? Jordan's making a face you guys can't see. She's going to wait 14 years. Maybe seven. I don't need to talk about that. <laughs> We're the same age. I can tell. Are we the same age? I'm pretty sure. I think maybe you're like a couple months older than me. Or like half a year older than me. I was like two years older than you. Maybe you are. Maybe one year older than me. This is how many I am. Nope, that's not right. Yeah, you're one year older than me. (laughs) Straight up like this. You were so close to your age. I'm (laughs) tired. I'll give you a pass. You are sick. I am still a little sick. All right. Nope, Nope, that's all I had. Is that all you had, Lizzie? Yep, that's all I had. I think it's a good stopping point. I think so, too. Lizzie, would you like to close this up? Yes, I will. Thank you. Dear Lord, protect our hearts. um, Cause us not to envy one another. um, Cause us to learn from Jacob and Leah's and Rachel's mistakes. Help us to prevent future generational sins and traumas. And help us to be the change we want to be. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you guys for listening. Go check us out on Facebook and Instagram. And we hope you guys have a good rest of your week. Bye, friends. Thank you. Bye.